Welcome to the IPA Real Estate Show. Investments, property management, and acquisitions from Pensacola, Florida. Here are your hosts, Austin Tenpenny and attorney Tim Baldwin. Hey everybody, welcome to the IPA Real Estate Show. I am Tim Baldwin. And I'm Austin Tenpenny. Alright, we are starting a new podcast called IPA Real Estate Show. And in case you're wondering what this IPA is all about, Austin's going to tell you the short little story here. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, it doesn't stand for Indian Pellel, although Tim and I are both big fans of the IPA. Um, we've, uh, we're sitting at lunch one day trying to come up with a name for this podcast and um, talking about our shared love of the delicious IPAs. And uh, Tim threw out the acronym uh, for IPA, Investing, Property Management, and Acquisitions. And um, that's exactly what we're going to talk about um, well, on this podcast. Yeah, it, um, it actually gave us an excuse to maybe sample some IPA on the show and give us our rec- or give recommendations on that. Right. What, do you, what do you think about that? I don't know. We'll see. But this is, uh, yeah, so this is our first episode of this podcast, and we're really excited about that. Um, Austin and I have been talking about it for some time and, you know, you get busy and, you know, it's just a matter of time of, of doing it, you know? So we just said, okay, let's do it this week. So here we are. And this is the first episode. So Austin, tell, um, tell the listeners a little bit about what they're going to experience with the show and what to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, given all the turbulence in the real estate market right now and, um, everything that's going on in the, the lending world and the economy, uh, you know, Tim and I both just felt inspired to kind of to start this podcast and share what we're going through um, with our business as a vertically real, real vertically integrated real estate group, and um, you know, bring on a lineup of some heavy hitters in the industry to help provide value. We just want to provide value. Uh, I think it's important in this industry right now, now more than ever, um, for for us to tell our story and to and to share share ideas to help people navigate these these weird times it's every day you know something's coming up um that's new um and so that's that's kind of our goal here is to just talk all things real estate um from acquisitions to property management to construction and development we kind of do it all with our our business at a door and um yeah i think we're i think it'll be to provide a lot of value to everybody and we and you know we hope we hope you guys enjoy and um yeah it's gonna yeah, be good stuff it, it's um you know it could be daunting really if you if you stop and think about the number of aspects that real estate provides for people to build wealth and a career and a legacy for their family and i think a lot of people they want to do it they want to get involved in real estate whether it's on a small scale or if they have ambitions of doing things on a really large scale um, sometimes people can sort of have that fear factor to where, man, I just don't know enough, or there's there's too much to know, and so it can sort of prevent them from getting into it. And then for people who are in it, may not quite um, have the resources or the tools available to take that next step in growth. So we're going to try to do all that. A hundred percent. And I think just to piggyback off what Tim said, listen, if you can screw it up in real estate, I've done it. And so <laughs> so just let just. Prom, just listen, I promise. Buckle in, <laughs> buckle in. And and to Tim's point, I've done it at all scales. I've I've 
screwed up small deals, big deals. I've learned a lot. And, um, and, and with Tim being, you know, an attorney and expert in property management, landlord tenant law, I mean, you're going to get all sides of, of the puzzle here. And, um, yeah. And so on that note, we kind of want to segue into, you know, learning about the host here, you know, Tim, won't you give us the rundown about your background, how you got here? The whole, the whole shebang. Yeah, let's uh, give the listeners some reason to actually listen to us, right? Um, well, I'm Tim Baldwin. I'm, I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Um, I was born and raised here. Um, I went uh, through law school at Cumberland School of Law at Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama. I graduated there in 2004 and began pre- practicing law right away. I was 23 years old at the time. I'm 43 years old now, so it's been 20 years since uh, I graduated, which is really strange to think about. But um, so I, I did a number of things. I did trial work. I did criminal uh, work. Started out as a prosecutor. Then I started my own practice in 2006. And um, right away, I was just wanting to do something different. You know, there's a lot of attorneys out there. Obviously, people know that. And so I wasn't really wanting to compete with all these big guys out there. So I was, what can I do? You know, what's what's out there that not many people are doing? So after kind of you know researching that. I came up with uh, landlord tenant law, and um, and really just head dove into it. You know, just forming relationships with real estate companies in my market, and um, you know, getting to know them, their needs, and how it is I can provide a service. So in 2007, uh, I developed a service for property management companies specifically. You know, to provide advice, um, legal forms, documents, contracts, and and sort of what encompasses the property management business. And so that's how I got kickstarted. So over time, I ended up representing quite a number of property management companies from Pensacola all, all the way down to Miami. And um, so, you know, with that experience, I, of course, I, you know, shaped what I did and, and sort of reformed um, the services I offered to make it more pointed and in, in what they really needed. And so, yeah, so for, you know, nearly 20 years now, I've been really honing in on and specializing in landlord tenant law in property management operations and this which is how i you know i met you Austin. yeah, yeah, yeah. no that's awesome i i can personally attest to tim on the uh, property management law side he's gotten us out of a, some sticky situations um yeah it's, it's it's easy to the pitfalls are everywhere so um anyway so it's been i've enjoyed it you know i've really enjoyed it. that's why i'm still doing this and what ended up uh, leading me to actually joining um a doors company which we'll talk about more with the door here in pensacola so, which leads us to Austin. Tell us a little bit about um, your history and what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah. So, I um, I have been in construction, real estate development, uh, essentially my whole life. I started. Uh, my grandfather was a, a custom home builder. My grandmother was a real estate agent, and so from a very young age, I was just always around the industry. Hardworking entrepreneurial family and. You know, I kind of always knew I wanted to go that path. And so uh, my grandfather always gave me a piece of advice. He was an old school builder. I mean, he he put the tool belt on and framed the houses. And as a kid, I thought, well, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to frame houses. And early on, my grandfather told me, use your brain, not your back. <laughs> so um, I quickly <laughs> took that advice and I went to school at uh, Middle Tennessee State University. I'm originally from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And went to Middle Tennessee State and got my degree in construction management with a focus in residential building and land development. And so that was a, a great program to kick 
kickstart my career. And, and after college, I worked for a, a prominent multifamily developer in GC out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And they immediately uh, moved me to Mobile, Alabama, and I was managing the construction of apartment complexes and, um, you know, really fell in love with the multifamily industry early on in my career. And then um, I dated my my current wife. <laughs> uh, we were dating at the time, and all through college, you know, we all, our, our goal was to get back to Pensacola, Gulf Breeze, and um, an opportunity came about, and so... I wrapped up working for that multifamily developer and came to Pensacola to be closer to my wife's family. And uh, here we are. You know, we uh, as soon as I got to back to Florida, I immediately started studying and I got my state license uh, to be a, a contractor. And that was when I, I got my contractor's license when I was 23. Um, I'm pretty sure I was the youngest guy in the room. There were guys there telling me that they had socks older than me. Yeah, um, I, remember well, that, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> while I was taking my contractor's exam, uh, the state exam in Florida, it's, it's got some of the most stringent building codes in the country, so it wasn't easy. Um, so anyway, I got my license, and then, uh, yeah, the rest, I just kind of worked in Pensacola. I had my own business for a while and um, had some small small operations. And then fast forward, I, I met uh, the one of the current owners of Adore at a cookout one day and you know timing is everything and yeah Adore was in its infancy and and they needed somebody to kind of really take it over and and blow it up and so we gave it a shot and here we are yeah um that's uh a, a probably a good good opportunity to segue into Adore um yeah. and talk well, a little bit about that well one thing one thing I forgot to mention I'm not sure how I forgot to mention this so uh, in 2017, I became a real estate agent, and um, a little, little important tidbit there. Yeah, yeah. So why am agent I here? Broker. Exactly. <laughs> so in 2017, I became an agent, um, and then you know, with with the with the goal of getting more heavily involved in in property management. You know, I had been dealing with it from a legal standpoint for a number of years, but I mean, the business is very attractive to me. And and so I wanted to get into it. So in the, and then in 2021, I got my real estate broker's license. So um, once I got my broker's license, of course, you know our paths crossed in, in, into a door. And um, so yeah, so here now, so a door has has a, a very um, I, I say unique history, but it's you know a door. People know a door in Pensacola. Whenever whenever I talk to people about um, who I work with now, and I mention a door properties. I haven't met a person yet who doesn't know who Adore is. And the thing about Adore is that its its brand, its quality is just recognizable. Whenever you go see a house that Adore has built, everybody knows it to be a nice house. It's custom feel, even though it may not be a unique custom home, but the feel of it is very custom. Um, it feels like it's a custom home. The quality is there. The brand is there. The service is there. And and I know that Adore has. Um, a unique history there. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about how uh, a door came to be, and then when you stepped in, what what did that look like, and where did you take it? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, a, a door. Uh, so I'm the, I'm the president of a door, and Tim is uh, the broker on the property management. So Tim runs all things property management, and I kind of oversee the family of businesses. Uh, but a door, you know, brief description is a vertically integrated real estate investment firm uh, that we've. We do. We build homes. We develop raw land and sell finished lots. We do property management. We have a full service residential brokerage that 
uh, handles the sales side. Um, and historically, our primary focus has always been home building. And a door started in 2012. Uh, our founder and current designer and investor relations, Stephen Siebold, he was working um, at a local law firm in town and Stephen had this idea of, you know, having this, this one-stop shop for all things residential real estate. And, you know, he kind of came up with this, this name, Adore. And obviously there's a lot of play on words for real estate, Adore your home, Adore this. Um, and while he was working for this law firm, Stephen kind of was pestering the, the partners in the firm. He's like, hey, let's go flip a house. You know, I'll run it. You guys invest in it. We'll flip a couple houses, you know, we'll come up with this name and and they told him no a lot. And we'll bring Stephen on the show one day, and you'll see Stephen is a persistent guy. He, he, yeah. If someone tells him no, he's just going to keep asking in a different way until he gets the answer he wants. So um, <laughs> he finally convinced these guys to, to start this, this company called Adore Properties. And um, the biggest thing being, no matter what we were doing, whether it be you know, fixing flips, developing land, you know, building homes, you know, we're always going to put our best foot forward uh, and try to deliver a quality product and be easy to do business with and just always do the right thing. And so fast forward 2012 to, to 2017, uh, I met Stephen and, and one of the owners at, at a cookout and historically a door would just buy a piece of dirt and they'd hire a third party general contractor to build the home and and but it was kind of you know prohibiting their growth and and Justin the current owner he was basically saying hey I'm gonna we're gonna shut this thing down or we're gonna bring the the construction in house and at the time I was a young contractor and had my license and I said well I know a guy I know a guy who's got a license I could do that for you <laughs> and so um, you know timing and opportunities are everything so I, yeah. I pounced on the opportunity and that was 2017 and the first year he just said hey if you can build ten houses that'd be great. And we built like 50 or something. I don't know. It was a lot. And, you know, the rest is history. We we kind of grew a team um, with a heavy focus just on the people. Yeah. Uh, on, on the people are everything. We've got a really good core team of people. And it's just kind of turned into this, you know, it, I couldn't, five years ago, I never would imagine that we're cranking out 100 homes a year and developing 1,000 lots and property yeah. management. And, you know, now we're we're going after these larger acquisitions of, you know, multi-million dollar acquisitions. And, um, anyway, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's been fun. And well, that's one thing that was, that was impressive to me, you know, um, to see just how quickly a door sort of showed itself to be a, a pretty big player in the market. And, you know, now that I'm here with the company, I mean, I, what you said is true is the people that are here that are making it happen. Uh, I mean, everybody that I've been exposed to here, um, just top quality. I mean, they they know what they're doing. Um, it's a team effort. They know the the role they need to play in in producing the product that they're trying to produce, and and so that quality produces a quality service or a quality product, and that's been obvious with the door. Um, so going to from what what was the what would you say is sort of the main um, driving factor for a door to essentially want to vertically integrate all these various aspects of the real estate business into one under one roof yeah no that's a great question um truthfully whenever you're vertically integrated meaning you've got 
every piece of the puzzle, uh, it makes things so much more efficient and and easier to control any type of real estate, uh, building a home, selling a home, raw dirt, managing, buying a bunch of single family rentals. There are so many moving parts. And and what I found throughout my career uh, at Adore and previously, when you can kind of cherry pick the team to run that one of those pieces of the business, it, it just makes your life so much easier. Now, it's not always easy. It's real easy to say, hey, I'm going to start a property management company yeah. and, and they're going to manage all my properties. Nothing's easy. Right. <laughs> Let right. me be clear. There's, there's years of trials and tribulations to get there, but once you do get it fine-tuned, it makes the process so much easier and more efficient that, you know, we're on the same team. Mm. The property management team, you know, we're on the same team. I can yeah. call, call the property manager and, and get real-time advice from someone that I trust and, and know shares those same core values. It just makes it, it makes the overall machine just a monster that's hard to be stopped. Yeah. And so um, that's so kind of it's, our reason. So really, it's just, I mean... In a nutshell, it's like just controlling the the product, the service, to the, to the best that you can to service the owner, whether it's a, an owner who owns a, a piece of, you know, a, a single family home and he's renting it out, or it's the big investor or investor groups that have a project they want to invest in and they want to make sure that it's run the right way, that it's profitable, and at the end of the day, their investment was worth making. Right, hundred percent. I mean, it's there's a lot of groups out there that you know we're, we don't have some secret sauce or you know anything, but there are a lot of groups out there who you know you can invest in their syndication or you can you know invest in their deal, and they'll have third party property management. And the biggest thing for me in anything I've done, whether it be somebody investing with us or us selling a home. Stuff's gonna happen. Yeah, something is going to go wrong. That's the nature of the industry. And but one thing that I've I've always stood behind my whole career is like we're gonna make stuff will happen, but we will always do the right thing and we will always make it right. And so for us, if I have somebody that's wanting to invest in, with us or wanting to buy a home from us, it's physically impossible for me personally to put my hands on every little piece of this business. But I know that the other leaders in our company share that same core value and we're going to do the right thing. And so when we go after a $32 million acquisition like we're doing now, I know that every piece of that puzzle has people that share those same core values leading the charge. And so it, it you know, gives us that confidence to, to keep on rolling and do bigger and better things. So how does, how does that translate to the investors? Cause you know, everybody has a perspective um, that they're looking at, you know, my particular perspective is I want to make sure that the property management side of the business is running efficiently, uh, proficiently. I mean, I mean, just the best that I can make it. And, and so that means certain things to me. But when you're communicating with investors about a door or, you know, just, you know, in, whether it's a door or somebody else, in your experience, how do they, how do they see someone like a door, this company, what are they looking at? And then how, how does what we're doing here translate to the confidence level they need to know that you're going to um, service their needs that they, that they have? Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of ways to answer that question. But I think the biggest thing being from an investor standpoint, you know, knowing that 
the person, the sponsor, or the general partner offering this investment opportunity, knowing that you know they have full control of the the whole piece piece of the puzzle, can kind of give them the confidence that you know we're we have the ability if something goes south, it's not a third party that you know we're getting in a dispute with and having to change property managers you know halfway through the investment period and uh, the real-time data that we're able to have at our fingertips um, because we're not just managing stuff we own, we're managing other people's stuff. So if if the deal's right in our market or in our backyard and we've got real-time data from our property management company who's managing properties right down the street, you know, the accuracy of the data we have access to uh, is huge. And so, I, but I think just in general, you know, that control, controlling costs, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, property management or the acquisitions team are always, you know, cognizant of those costs and being that it's all in-house and we can control it. It's a, a big deal. So it's like um, a, it's a combination of this um, providing the maximum quality at the at the best cost that you can. Right. Mitigating risk, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, being able to control costs, mitigate risk. Uh, I think that's, those are two probably primary things. Yeah. So it's, um, it's always a... Uh, um, I know from the property management side of it, that's always the big question of trying to generate enough revenue for that company to, you know, to grow, uh, to hire better staff. Bet well, I say better staff, qualified staff, and and more staff because obviously as you grow, you have to to add more and more staff. And so this, it's the same. You know, no matter if it's the property management or or investor or acquisitions i mean all of this is like they have their own components and so when you're working all those components together for a single goal of just delivering the best service you can to these investors um at the end of the day that's what they want to they want to see in your service yeah for sure and just something to add to and we'll get we'll have we'll have whole episodes talking about underwriting deals and yeah. investing and whatnot but just something important i think to add is property management in my opinion, and a lot of people in the industry will agree that kind of do what we do with the vertical integration, investing in funds and syndications and whatnot. Property management is the absolute most important piece of the puzzle. Hmm. I mean, I'll argue that to my grave. Yeah. Um, anybody can underwrite a deal and come up with these fancy pro formas and all these crazy assumptions and yada, yada. But without a strong property manager uh, to actually manage that property, hmm. All that's for nothing. So it's sort of the glue that kind of holds the whole thing. One hundred percent. Yeah. Especially you know on the on the rental side of our business where we're trying to grow our portfolio and and buy a bunch of doors and property management's everything. Yeah. Um, and having that in house and having you know not to toot Tim's horn but having somebody <laughs> like Tim leading the charge. Well, someone's got two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having somebody like Tim leading the charge that um, the attention to detail not and it's not. And I think a lot of investors and operators like us lose sight of this, but it's a lot of us. I'm guilty of it too. You get caught up in that bottom line, like what's my NOI? You know, what's you know, what's my net? But there's a lot more to it than that yeah. on the property management side. It's it's not all about just managing expenses and making sure you hit those assumptions. Right. There's so many layers to this, and I'll have to tell you, Tim. But this is more for the listeners. Um, there's so many layers to it. There's an immense amount of liability on the owner when you've you own a home, and there's somebody living in it. Mm. And the laws, especially in Florida, are are so complicated. And 
as somebody who's been in it my whole life, I still am like it's so much, you know. Yep. So having somebody on the property management side that you know what we offer with the doors. Not only do we have Tim on the property management side with the you know the legal aspect of it, we also own homes and we have the financial understanding. So it's kind of a total package. Um, so with with someone who's listening to this podcast, and and so you know we want to. We want to provide information for for listeners that's going to benefit them. I mean, if you can kind of, um, what what would you say is sort of the the essence of what we're going to be trying to communicate with people um, to help them in their real estate venture? I mean, if you can kind of, uh, if there's a way of like summarizing that as to based on your experience, based on what we're doing now, what we've done before. Um, who should be listening to us, and and kind of what would you tell them at this point? Yeah, as far as who should be listening to us, you know, I think we will be able to appeal to all types of real estate investors, whether you're just trying to go on your own and, and buy a single home or a quadplex of some sort. You know, we've done that and do that. And then, you know, if you're trying to invest in a multi-million dollar syndication as an LP investor, you know, we do that too. Or if you're, or if you as yourself have aspirations to you know, go after buying a, a 200 unit apartment complex. Um, you know, we also do that as well. Um, we have so many family of business businesses under our umbrella. We kind of have a unique perspective to where, you know, we, we've done it all yeah. um, and are currently doing, doing that. And so um, well, I look forward to hearing it too. I mean, honestly, I mean, like I've told you before, like there, there's always something to, to learn, you know, and even though I've specialized in the property management side of it, um, and in the legal side of it, you know, for me, it's like opening my mind up to all these different, um, you know, uh, areas of real estate that I can become way more knowledgeable in. And, and it, it'll help me to translate that information into how property management operates and how can I better improve that service. So, you know, I, I look forward to the guests that we're going to have and, and um, the information that they're going to share. So, um, yeah, but, you know, I would agree from my perspective on the property management side, uh, anybody who's, who's interested in, in rent, the rental business, and that could be the, the, the husband and wife who own some real estate that they want to try to retire off of, or, or the big investors who have, uh, you know, hundreds of, of apartments or bill for rent communities across the state. You know, those are the people that need to listen to this too, because, you know, um, as you said, there's so many layers to this in the processes that go into it, an effective management system is more than most people realize. I, I mean, and I understand that people can approach management from a different perspective. And I know historically, even, you know, going back in the 80s and 90s, I think a lot of times people really just approached the rental business like a handshake deal with, with tenants, honestly. Like they buy the properties and they just place people in on a handshake. And while that may have worked for some people for a certain period of time. I can tell you from experience that, you know, if you're going to be a serious investor and own a lot of properties, you got to have systems in place and you got to know where the pitfalls are because if you don't prepare for them, man, that profit that you were expecting, it goes out the window. Yeah, for sure. And it goes quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of a lag there. No, <laughs> but, no, there's not. But yeah, you know, the, I, I think that, you know, I've been an avid podcast listener my whole career, and you know, my favorite podcast. I'm not, you know, we'll get into that later. I'm not going to start name dropping, but uh, 
my favorite podcasts are the ones that are industry relevant. You know, you're talking about real estate in general and then, you know, that cover a wide array of topics because to me, no matter where you're at in your real estate career, you should never stop learning. And because of this, there's so many layers, the more you know about all the different layers, the more well-rounded you are. And I definitely think with the, the IPA podcast here, we'll, uh, we'll be able to provide that value and, and share our thoughts and, and bring some great guests on here. And, uh, like I said, we just want to provide value and, um, we're going to do that. Yep. Yep. So, so let's, um, you're going to be my, my first, um, target for these questions. Cause we're going to have guests on the show and we're going to ask them some questions at the end of the podcast and, and, and just get their insight on some things. And, uh, and also we didn't mention this, but part of it is we want to like cover some news topics too, you know, some relevant topics that are happening uh, in the market and you know that could be politics it could be law it could be um, market shifts or whatever but there's all these things all those are relevant to uh, a rel- relative to um, our discussion so we're going to get into that too although today we're not but I want to ask you so what is um, who, who or what would you say is the inspiration that you've had in your life to uh, to drive you to to be where you are and, and to what you want to do in the future yeah that's a great question, and it's it, yeah. So I'm going to give you a few, a couple different, you know, because as you progress through your life, you know, there's different phases of your life that provide, you know, depending on where you're at mentally in your headspace and your mindset at that phase in your life, there's different inspiration that kind of gets you there. So, you know, in my my early days in my career, high school to college, you know, the the main inspiration uh, where I got most of my inspiration inspiration from was my family. Um, Mom and dad were very hard-working people, and I had two sets of grandparents. Uh, one side, like I mentioned before, my, my grandfather and grandmother were in the real estate business, custom home builders, just extremely hard-working people, entrepreneurs that, that worked hard. My other grandfather had a, uh, uh, a tire business, 10-penny tire oh. in Smyrna, Tennessee, yeah. and uh, had it for 40 years, started it from nothing, and uh, was an extremely hard-working entrepreneur, and so I was just always inspired me that, you know, to work hard and, and, you know, kind of create your own life. And, you know, that's one of the joys of living in America and having that freedom to, you know, do what you want. And, you know, no one's going to hold you back. It's, you can make it what, what you need. And then as I got older in life, um, you know, one of my current, somebody currently that inspires me, uh, is Justin Wicken and mm-hmm. he'll be on the show. Justin is, is, uh, my officially unofficial mentor, and um, he's also one of the main principals in Adore and, and investors that in our group. And um, he's got a really cool, cool story. Um, his entrepreneurial spirit is contagious, um, and it always inspires me to do bigger and better things. And he's just a wealth of knowledge financially, and uh, you know he's an attorney by trade, but he's just one of those guys that just um, provides me a lot of inspiration. And then. First and foremost, now where I'm at in my life now are my kids yeah. and my family. Um, you mentioned earlier, Tim, you know, creating a legacy and and leaving a legacy. That's really important to me. If, you know, I've got three kids now and and a wonderful wife, and so just they truly inspire me every day to just be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's powerful. And so anyway, that's my my life inspiration. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, it really would. What you're saying, I mean, it's, it means family. You know, it's, it's family that inspires us um, to to step out and, and be a leader and, and create the best life we can for them. So 
totally can relate to that. That's great. Um, what about uh, your favorite, um, like, business or self-development or real estate resource that you would say um, that's been a help to you over the years? Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys hear me talk about this a lot on the podcast. I'm an avid uh, reader, uh, specifically business self-development books. Um, I think my favorite uh, business-related book would be uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's one of my favorites. It's a incredible data-driven book that uh, Jim Collins did all this research on these uh, publicly traded companies and like what was the the factor that separated them, you know, from good to great, mm. and you know the steps they took to um, separate themselves from the pack. And so, highly recommend that one. Um, real estate book. Uh, another great one is a Multifamily Millionaire. Multifamily Millionaire Volumes One and Two by Brandon Turner and and Brian Murray. Brandon Turner from the Bigger Pockets. Um, Great book uh, for all investing levels and goals. They uh, the, the format for the book was great because it's it's one of those books you don't have to like start at page one and read to page you know to the end. You can just kind of pick the topic that you're trying to learn more about and flip to that page without having to read the the, the previous pages. So that's a good real estate book I'd recommend. That's um, you know one thing, and I've said this before. Like I um, have not uh, taken advantage as much as I need to with the experiences of other people who have proven to be successful. But, you know, that's why podcasts and shows like like the yeah. one we're trying to create here are so popular is because people are looking for the help, the resource, and, and really the encouragement of, you know, I can do this too. And so, um, and so the guys that you mentioned there, I mean, they're just an example and the proof that um, really we're just, we're sort of in this together, right? Where we're, we're all learning and we're all sharing experiences with each other to try to make ourselves better people. And let's be honest, we we are benefited whenever our neighbors benefited. I mean, you know, this is not like we're tearing each other down. Like this is we're building each other up. And um, so having those kinds of resources are invaluable, really. So that's that's yep. good. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, do you have a piece of advice at this point? I know this is our first show here, but I mean, give, give something, a little nugget for, for the listeners at this point. Yeah, sure. A uh, piece of advice for anybody, any listener, this is any type of business that has always that's helped me throughout my career is the, you know, I don't even know who the original person was that said this, but your network is your net worth. And that is one thing that has helped me in my career is just having that solid network of, uh, of people constantly networking and surrounding yourself with um, good people that, you know, are further along than you are in your career. And, um, and you know, always focusing on those relationships. And uh, the other piece that I'll that kind of ties into that is, um, you know, when that network. Uh, another thing that has always helped me is just having intellectual curiosity. Mm. Always, yeah. Um, never be afraid to ask that question, even if you sound dumb, because yeah. I sound dumb a lot. But because <laughs> I'll ask stupid questions, but it's always helped me throughout my career because. You know, it's if there's a piece of the real estate pie or puzzle that I've touched and and I don't feel comfortable with it, or it's something I'm like, I'm gonna find somebody and I'm gonna grill them with questions. You know, dumb or not, I'm gonna yeah. ask. I'm always gonna have that. I'm always just curious. Yeah. And it, I always encourage people like, don't ever be afraid. You know, don't just accept if someone tells you an answer. You know, yes, 
dig in, put, drill them, you yep. know, yep. push them. And you'll be, it's amazing what people will tell you, mm. you know, yep. you'll, you'll hear trade secrets um, just because you asked. Um, and so that intellectual curiosity has always been, been huge. Well, it's funny when you say, when you said network, I was thinking in my mind, work, like you're working. So your network <laughs> is your net worth, which, which probably is, has some app- applies, yeah. yeah, applies as well. So I either, take that for either one of those interpretations, yeah. as you will. So, all right, very good. Well, Austin, I know that um, you know you you and I've been looking forward to this, and so here we are now on the episode one, and uh, we're going to wrap it up for for now. But do you have any closing comments as we uh, about to end the show here? Yeah, no, just be on the lookout. Um, we appreciate your support, and we're going to have a great lineup of of some some listeners. Uh, from the industry in all aspects that are our season's vet to, to share a lot of value. So just be on the lookout for it. And thank you guys for listening. All right, y'all that's going to conclude this first episode. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time.